What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Screencast Kind of Funny Show, where we talk about TV and movies and all sorts of stuff. Joey, Joey. (laughs) Why are there so many of us? I don't know, man. Why didn't it do it for the practice run? Just leave it as perfect. (laughs) Okay, we can leave it. We're going to roll with that, dude. That's that's the kind of energy we have today on a Monday. And I know what you guys are saying to yourself. Hey, wait, it's not Monday. It's Wednesday. We're watching this. Yeah, we're pre-recording this because we have an awesome uh, stream that's happening concurrently right now actually i don't know if we're even putting this on twitch this might go straight no to it's you not going on people twitch. out there on youtube uh so over on twitch we're streaming so uh kevin and joey and myself are pre-recording this on monday uh and we actually haven't done one of these in a while so i thought it'd be kind of cool just to kind of shoot the proverbial shite about what we've <laughs> been watching <laughs> yeah of course our patreon producers today are muhammad and muhammad and al the predator tribesman and goofy mcgee Nah, I just wanted to say a third I, I, name. Yeah, I didn't think that. Was, I was. I legitimately there. was like, "Is he? Does he mean that, or is or thing? is he messing with us? He, nah, well, you got us. You got us." It's just. It's one of those things where I love Momo and Al so much, but maybe a third one day, maybe in January, someone else might want to come out of the woodwork and just sponsor it for a month, just so I can make another goofy name. What? A third amigo just comes yes. out of the woodwork. They didn't call it the Dos Amigos. They call it the Three Amigos. They did. Good movie. Got, Great movie, uh, actually. What's his name? Chevy Chevy Chase. It does have Chevy Chase. Yes. Steve Martin. You named the other two actors. And yep. What's the Martin Short. Yes. The oh Martin connection is what they used so to call good. those two it's actors not, not, when they're together. Is it? Uh, of course. No. Not at all. It's I don't, cool I don't sure. know. I feel like they could have, and you're like old enough where you would know that. The Martin oh, connection, Steve Martin, Martin Short. That's amazing. <laughs> I just made that up. Put that on the oh Wikipedia page, everyone. Uh, of course, if you guys want, uh, we have some fun housekeeping. If you guys want, go over to kindoffunny.com slash store where we, of course, keep all of our merch. That's where it's housed. Uh, but a lot of people say, can you really actually put merch in one place? No, you can't. All you can do is put it on your body. Just like the new. Uh, why does it? That's so weird. Every time I, I copy this link over, it just goes straight to kind of funny. I wonder why that is. Hmm. Oh, Weird. We don't have anything new yet, but I can tell you that we have we will have three new items on the store this month. One of them being the PSI Love You jacket, and two are oh, brand new that none of you have ever seen before. Hmm. Well, you know I mean? that's exciting. I don't know that I trust um, Joey with the, the with the dates and stuff. Come on, Joey. I trust Give us Joey. Do you know how many times I've tried to fight <laughs> to get all of these things to come out in November or in October? Three. Because maybe there was some talk about, oh, we'll just push it to November. And I was like, no, you don't understand. We've been teasing this jacket for a very you long time. You won't make me a liar, God damn it. And I will, I will not allow it to come out in November. It has to come and out here, in October. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen out there of the press. Here's what I implore you to do. Buy this thing now when it comes out. Because A, it will not last long. There will only be extra smalls. And then B, it's going to be cold soon. You think it's hot now with all the wildfires and whatnot. But eventually, it will be it, the the oh man, climate change going to turn goes around. Both ways. It goes both right It gets hot and then cold, and ice cold, super cold. It'll be like I've the day after my, tomorrow. Exactly. Well, I mean, do you guys I've remember my, when there was like, the frost? It was like last year. Watched, it was just frost on stuff. It was like oh, ice. I thought you were talking about in the day after tomorrow. I was like, I just watched that oh, movie no. two weeks ago. Of course, I remember <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I watch. First off, you guys know I love disaster movies. I hate horror movies. I love disaster movies. I w- if the day after tomorrow is on, I have to watch it. And it's It'll on be- all the time. All the time. TNT or whatever. No Literally, the only thing that happens in that movie of any relevance whatsoever is the storm hits and destroys all of the world. Everything else is to- you're like, why do I care about any of this? It's so stupid. Why does Dennis Quaid go cross country to find Jake Gyllenhaal? 
none of this matters. Because I'm thinking, oh, he's going to do something to like reverse this. No. We're just all fucked. Nope. That's where it's going to go. Was Jake killing all his kid? Yeah, he played the kid. Okay, so he was finding his kid. I feel like that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but it's like, eh, kid's probably dead. He finds him, kid's like, hey, I'm Turns alive. that kid's not dead. And that's it. End of the movie. Okay. Spoilers. We win. I don't think go so. Earth. You said that the Earth go stays Earth. the same. Who, Never say. I think that was the one we win with, against. With just like Mother Nature. Fuck you. Yeah, we beat we're her. Gonna okay. We're gonna burn everything, Mother Nature. That <laughs> oh, sounds Lord. good. I think this is the one. Do you guys remember this correctly? I think this was the one. And chat, let me know if I'm wrong. Well, no, there's no chat. YouTube comments, let me know if I'm wrong. This was the one at the end of it where the astronauts are looking down and they're like, "I've never seen the sky so clear before." I think that's the movie. I, neither of us watched it, so that. we don't know. Is it, it that, that or is that one Deep Impact? might be the core actually that i'm thinking about no the core was about being inside the earth no there were no astronauts in the core the but inside the earth was it was what was happening but it was causing storms and shit on the outside of the earth i think it was um i like the, the day core. after tomorrow i like them all man i'll tell you one thing right now i like movies that's why we have a podcast called screencast here ladies and gentlemen where you can support over on patreon.com slash kind of funny uh where the platinum tier is a print of shirtless spider-man and shirtless miles morales hanging out so if you want both of those beautiful bodies hanging on your wall and or cubicle and or both or preferably cubicles so you can always ride the lightning of whether or not you're going to get fired that day please go over to patreon.com support us at the fan tier uh or above and you get that cool fun perk of course this show is brought to you by upstart and hbo max that's right both amazing sponsors i know We're, we're crushing it today on the sponsorship front but we'll talk about that later all right, here, Kittles. We haven't done this in a while. Brush off the rust, scrape off the must. Okay. What do you got <laughs> Let's for kick us? it off with you, Joey. What have you been watching? Well, I wanted to talk this entire episode about the seven seasons of Vanderpump Rules I've been watching since we did this, but Nick said that I couldn't. So we're going to start with an oldie. Wait, what a goodie. Wait, dial it back for a second. I have one question about Vanderpump Rules. How long uh-huh. did it take you to watch seven seasons of Vanderpump Rules? Like a month. What is Vanderpump Rules? Uh, it is a Bravo reality show. It's an yeah. offshoot of the, Be- the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. who one of whom one of the characters was Lisa Vanderpump, and she and her husband own a restaurant called what is it called? Pump Pump Me Up Pump Something. So I own like thirty restaurants between L.A. like all over the thing. This one is called Sir that the show is about. Right. What does Sir stand for? Sexy, unique restaurant. Not joking quality quality tv and then kevin so the show follows all of these people who are like like model good looks but just terrible human beings and they work as servers or bartenders or hosts at this restaurant yeah. but it's hard to tell what's and it's a reality show but you're like is it because do they do any work what happens <clears throat> at this place and do people actually either can i go see them filming the show here it's all just such bullshit so i have gone to one of lisa vanderpump's restaurants it's not sir it's tom tom which is it named after two of the people from Vanderpump Rules, both named Tom? Yes. That's a dope name. So That's you can go. Name. We had, you got do, they, do, they work? do they work? They're at- part owners, which is like spoilers, I guess, for season, season six or whatever, or seven of Vanderpump Rules. God, this show spoil has spoilers? <laughs> or no, like, I mean, it does not. vague spoilers. If you, d- if you were starting to watch and you didn't know that they were going to become business partners, then yeah. But does anybody really care? No. Does the after food seven look seasons, good, sir? Yeah, it does look good. They talk I mean, about all these like fried goat cheese balls that you can put mm, on anything, and it I sounds like fried really balls. good. After seven 
after seven seasons, one month straight of watching Vanderpump Rules, mm-hmm. do you feel that your life is A, better, B, way fucking worse, or C, nah, pretty much the same? It, I'm going to say eh, pretty much the same just because it's a nice balance of like bullshit from like what I, what's going on. The now, nice are you taking into account, are you taking into account that halfway through you watching seven seasons of Vanderpump rules, both of the presidential candidates pulled out of the second debate. And I, is that a coincidence? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's is exactly, that I think they have to be connected somehow. I'll get my strings and my maps and my articles on the wall and I'll get back to you next episode. Please do. All right. Nice. Give me your real, what, what do you really been watching? What's the um, thing I you want to tell Pacific for the kids? Pacific Heights. Ooh. Now, Kevin, I, we were, we were yeah. watching. Before we started the show, you asked a very important question. Is Pacific Heights a musical? Joey. No, it's not a musical. I don't know what Pacific I Heights is thinking, at all. I think you're thinking In the Heights, which is a Lin-Manuel Miranda Yeah, that was show, like canceled, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Not canceled. Well, it was a movie, uh, but no. it was a Broadway show for a while. Yeah, they yeah were gonna, but they it were was put on movie. hold. They were making it into a yeah. movie. Or you could be thinking of South trailer. Pacific. Also a musical. <laughs> no, I was definitely thinking in heights. And when you said it, I perked up and I was like, wait, is that what I think it is? And it, it turns out it's not. Pacific Heights is something else, apparently. Yeah. Pacific Heights is a thriller starring so Melanie good. Griffith, Matthew Modine, and I want to say Michael Keaton. Did I get that right? Yes, Michael Keaton. Where these two people um, um, buy a house. You, Joe, you explain it to me. Joe, you just watched it. Yeah. So it's Matthew Modine and Melanie Griffith. They buy a house in Pacific Heights, set in San Francisco. Um, and then they decide to rent out some of the other rooms to help pay for the mortgage. Uh, so they rent it out to Michael Keaton. He it's seems crazy. like a really nice business dude, da, 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 like has all his life together. Spoilers. He does not. And then it's just like about the He's fucking crazy. The torture is the they go through. Yeah. He like. I think I've seen this movie. He does something with cockroaches. Oh, I don't know yeah. that. I don't remember yeah. that. Is it sexy? Basically, like- Kevin, it's the whole point the whole point of the movie is a low key fuck you to rent rent control and all the renters' rights sure. in San Francisco. Because they should just be able to easily get this guy out, but he just will not leave. He just won't leave. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it kinda, it kind of I'm a sucker for thriller type movies. Um, and I, I, maybe it was because we had been watching Batman and I was like, yeah, thinking you, you wanted some Michael Keaton in your life. Well, it was one of those things where I remember having a conversation of like, when we were watching the Batman movies for an review of like, was Michael Keaton like an it guy? Like, was he known as being like this play? I was trying to figure out why he, they would have cast him as Batman. <laughs> essentially. He, was he wasn't. Player, yeah. No. Yeah. So then I was oh. like trying to watch other kind of oh. eras of Michael Keaton stuff. And then I settled on that one. And it was no, great. Mike, but he, Michael he, started sorry. as a comedian. He started as a stand-up comic, and he was known for comedy. He had done, I think, prior to Batman, he had done Mr. Mom, Gung Ho, right. and like maybe, I think maybe Beetlejuice. I think that came out before Batman. Yeah. And so people were like, this is fucking weird. Yeah, they were like, this is weird that they cast him as Batman. But um, that actually leads me to something that I've been watching recently, uh, and I'm very excited because the uh, D right before we went on, told me that the second episode just recorded on DVR. It's called The Comedy Store, which is a five-part oh. docu-series Ooh. on Showtime done by Mike Binder, who was one of the original um, 
he was one of the original comics back in the day when the comedy store down in L.A. went from being um, kind of an offshoot club where comics would hang out to being the premier club on the West Coast, uh, thanks largely in part to uh, the move of Johnny Carson's show from uh, the East Coast to the West Coast. When Johnny Carson decided he wanted to basically live in L.A., that took all of the power of uh, stand-up from the East Coast and brought it to the West Coast, and then the only real place you could do that was the comedy store. And so Mitzi Shore, over, not really overnight, but over the course of you know, a year, became hugely influential, if not the most influential person in a lot of people's careers as guys like Freddie Prince and um, David Letterman, Jay Leno all started coming to prominence. Um, Mike Binder was there back in the day. And so like, it, it's cool to see him reminisce with all these people. But I mean, like, I mean, I, I don't know where the show's going to go. I read a book called I'm Dying Up Here, which they ended up making an HBO or a Showtime series as well, but it wasn't very good because they couldn't get the, the rights to everyone's names. So they had uh. 15 characters. But the book itself is a, is a history of the comedy store during that era. And so it's so cool to see them go to, through some of those touch, uh, some of those points. But to bring it full circle back to Michael Keaton, he was there. That's how he came up. He came up at the store. Mm. And he, they show a bit that he did where he's just reading a, a bazooka joe comic book are you guys familiar with this remember when you used to unwrap bazooka joe yeah. the gum really hard <clears throat> yeah. gum they have a little comic strip on the inside right mm-hmm. and yeah. um he <laughs> if you ever want to see how brilliant he used to be go look up this bit it starts off with him going like uh, he's like hey hey joe uh why why why'd you throw the clock out of the window and he goes oh i wanted to see if time you know and he goes oh i threw it out the window because i wanted to see if time would fly and then the next character goes but isn't time just an ethereal thing? And it just goes for this long, <laughs> through this whole, like, it's like a three-minute bit of him, the back and forth between, like, the like the time is a relative and all these things. It's so yeah. fucking genius. I urge you to look it up. But, yeah, he was he was great back then. Anyway, that's that's one of the shows I'm looking forward to. Um, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed I'm Dying Up Here, the book. Um, and if you're a fan of stand-up comic, comedy, you should absolutely watch this. It's really cool. And it Kevin. just started. There's only two it, episodes. Yeah, out. it just started. There's only two episodes out. It's a little okay. Is it showtime. It's not as yeah. It's showtime. Oh. It's not as um, it's not as it starts off a little weird. It's not as grounded as I want it to be. It's kind of all over the place. And it's only because I read I'm dying up here that I understand contextually like what mm. the hell they're talking about. It jumps mm. all over the place. It's not. I, I wish there was a narrator who's like, hey, here, because the big important thing that they kind of gloss over is that Johnny Carson was really the Carson show was really the whole reason why comedy in LA exists right now um, or at least the, as, as prominent and as powerful as it became in the 80s that's why all the comics like Sam Kennison and Dice and, and uh, all these guys came out there Gary Shandling all these people came out there because they were like oh my god they saw Freddie Prince do like he got he got discovered there and then he did a set on Carson and then he just had a TV show like the next week and overnight was like a millionaire and everyone's like holy shit it's a gold rush if we just go to the comedy store we will be billionaires like and and it worked like because that's where Jay Leno came up and that's where David Letterman came up. And of course, I don't know if they're going to go into it or not, but there was this historic um, uh, uh, which we call it. Uh, the comics went on strike with Mitzi because Mitzi never paid them. And so there was this crazy like m- like political moment where a line got drawn and either you were with Mitzi or you were with the comics. And like Letterman went with one. I think Letter- Leno went the other way. And it was like it put a huge rift in people's friendships forever. It's pretty crazy. Hey, so there's. Freddie Prince and then his son is Freddie, Freddie Prince, Prince Jr. Jr. Mm-hmm. Huh. So Freddie Prince was huge. Yeah, he I'm, was I'm big, looking at Chico and the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was funny as shit too. So funny, and he like, but he blew up like overnight, and then of course couldn't deal with it. And they tell a story <laughs> where he was so like these guys. A lot of these guys like um, one of the, one of the things in the books where they were like uh, people. We always were worried when someone would make it big because then they had enough money for cocaine. 
So at a certain point, they didn't have they only had weed money. And occasionally you do a bump if someone had it, but you couldn't afford cocaine. But if you were if someone one of your friends made it big and they became a millionaire, then everyone would just do coke around them and become crazy. And Freddie Prince was so coked up that he was convinced that um, John Travolta was taking his lime his limelight. Uh-huh. Because John Travolta, over like one month, Freddie Prince was on all the Teen Beat magazines, and then the next month it was John Travolta, and so he called up. I think it was JJ Walker, and was like, "Hey man, um, I bought a crossbow. We have to go kill John Travolta." Oh my god! <laughs> and they went, they went to his fucking apartment. There's, they actually have a police report where it was John Travolta filed where he found three arrows in his door when he came home. Holy and fuck! Walker was like, he was like, "Thank God!" I, he think he, like we knocked on his door, and he was like, "Thank God he didn't answer because he would be dead. I would, we would have killed him." Isn't that crazy? Jesus, that's really crazy. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. And the only reason he didn't get brought up on I don't think I mean I don't think they ever really figured it out. And of course Freddie Prince would accidentally um he'd go on to OD. Actually, I think he killed himself, excuse me. Not he oh. I believe he shot himself. Not OD. Um so yeah, there was a lot it's a lot. I mean it's a it's a crazy era if you're a fan of stand up at all. And even if you remember a lot of the 80s or like late 70s, early 80s stuff, it, to see where these guys came from is always so unbelievably inspiring and humbling. To like see David Letterman just cutting his teeth at one o'clock in the morning on the comedy store stage is it's rad personally i mean it's just so cool to see like if you just keep going and, and don't self-destruct with cocaine <laughs> like you actually can be pretty successful um anyway so i recommend that kevin what's on your docket like a month ago i watched this movie that uh pr company like sent me access to it was a really weird complicated thing where i had to like create an account on some app then i could watch it and stream it on my TV. Anyways, uh, the movie came out September 25th, but, like, of course, because everything's all screwed up, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to be able to see it and ha- might have to wait some time till it comes out to streaming services. The movie is called Kajillionaire. It okay. has uh, Rachel Evan Woods. Is that her name? The, the, yeah. That sounds right. From Westwood? Yeah. Um, Evan Rachel Woods. No. Yeah, yeah. Ra- Evan, yeah. Evan Rachel Woods. Yeah, yeah. Evan. I, mean, I, I just had the IMD. There it is. It's got a couple other cool actors in it. Uh, Gina Rodriguez and Richard Jenkins. Oh, I love Richard Jenkins. Yeah, he's great. But um, Richard Jenkins and Evan Rachel Wood, and then there's the mom, who I don't... I can't see who she is here. Anyways, they, they play a little family that, like, all they do is, like, they're constantly kind of, like, trying to scam people, or they're yeah. trying to get stuff for free. They're just like the cheapest people that are like all they do is like they're they're sneaking around trying to not get caught by the landlord. They owe him money. They're like literally breaking into the the US post office and like reaching their hands behind and stealing other people's mails to so they're like kind of trashy con people. Mm-hmm. And the the whole movie is so weird and Rachel uh Evan Woods or Evan Rachel Woods, that's what it is. You're mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. Uh, it throws you off. But yeah. yeah, she was. She plays th- this character who is raised by these people, but like they they never treated her like a child. They kind of treated her as one of the partners, and you can see that like that really really affected her. And it's kind of um, they 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 win a trip to go to like New York and figure out that if they go and come back and steal luggage, that they can report their luggage stolen and get money from that. Right. So as they're doing that, they meet Gina Rodriguez character who is on the airplane with the dad talking and they kind of like invite her into like their their little clique and they're kind of introducing her to like their world and trying to figure out how to take advantage of like what she does for a living. 
And the movie's just really weird. It kind of reminds me of um, the art of uh, self-defense, where it's like the world feels like distinct in its own way. And uh, so much of it is like the acting is phenomenal from everyone. Uh, Specifically, uh, Evan Rachel Wood, where she just the whole time talks in a really weird tone and she like nails it the entire time but it's also a lot about like understanding the dynamics of like weird family situations mm-hmm. and Wait, how when does this come out uh, it, it came out September 25th to movie theaters, but it's like an indie film. So it's like, yeah. unfortunately, I'm not seeing it streaming anywhere right now. But if you, you see it pop up, I don't know, at some point on streaming services, check it out because it is On weird. demand on the 16th. Oh, cool. It's this cool. week. I'll oh, check it awesome. Out so you Great. recommend yeah. it? I, I do. It's weird, though. So watch the trailer and the trailer will definitely show you like what the weird vibes are. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I really liked it. For whatever reason, I also really liked uh, Art of Self-Defense. And there was one more movie. Because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's why. Because you have great taste. <laughs> Anyways. Very jo- cool. Joe. Joey? You're next up. What else have I been watching? Oh, I started watching The Haunting of Bly Manor Ooh. this, this weekend. This is Rahul's uh, show, right? It is. So, how, yeah. How, I know oh, Kev- cool. You guys are both watching this, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the anthology series started with Haunting of Hill House, which is so two years good. ago, which I never finished. But I, now that I'm watching Bly Manor, I'm more inclined so it's to tied to another. It's it. tied to the Haunting of Hill House, which is came out last year, right? It, they're anthology series, so they're just oh, so okay. it's ghost it's stories with a lot of the same actors. Yeah, oh, cool. Sort of like a kind of like the Ryan story. Murphy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got it. But okay, like, cool. good. Cool, cool. I don't know if you've ever watched the but, Ryan yeah, Murphy exactly, shows. But good. They're terrible. <laughs> I don't, I don't, as a general rule, watch Ryan Murphy stuff, but, uh, Nick, you know. Nick, I have seen so many of them. So I many. Didn't, want to like didn't he do Glee? Or he is did. that not him? Yeah. See, one, I watched one, half an episode of Glee, and I was like, no, never need American this. American Horror Story is what we're talking about, right? That's right. the Ryan Murphy stuff. Like, I've seen yeah. legitimately maybe 10, no, let's see, at least three or four episodes of each season. And I hate that sh- that series. Ryan Murphy's bad at what he does. I want to like them. Uh, I feel like they start out so with like popular, a really though. cool it's premise. It's always a good and then cool they premise. they never pull it together. And I feel like that's, that's what a bummer. That's what Bly Manor does so well, or The Haunting of Blank does so well, where yeah. it starts out with a cool premise. Like Haunting of Hill House, I fell in love with the, the, the writer slash... Uh, not director. Mike but the Flanagan? Dude, yeah, Mike Flanagan, who like... Showrunner? The showrunner, that's it. Because his stuff is great, and I've since looked up a bunch of his movies. There's one I haven't seen called Hush that I really want to, because oh, Cool Greg told me it was it's on terrifying. Netflix. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. You should watch it. Cool Greg said he had to sleep with the... Uh, like, he had to get up and close the window, because he was like, I can't sleep with this window open like he normally does, because it scared him so bad. <laughs> What's it called? Well, and that's Hush? another one with a Hush. cool yeah. prim- premise, yeah. because What's it's about this writer who's in the woods trying to finish a book, but and she's deaf, and then there's, like, a killer that's there, so it plays with just, like, when you can't hear it. It, you, it uh, just is really interesting to see how that they reminds, change. That reminds me of a movie with uh, Uma Thurman called Jennifer 8. Did you ever see that back in the day? 
I have no idea what that was, is. She was blind. It was a killer who was going after blind women. Oh, that's and that was like it. That was the whole thing is that he was like he would like stalk them, but they couldn't tell because they couldn't see him. Really fucked up. Oh, Andy Garcia. Uh, but oh, he yeah, also dude. did uh, Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to. Oh, oh I really like Doctor Sleep. Yeah, I really liked it too. And uh, he just has a really good way of like setting a tone and carrying it throughout the season and giving mm. you good scares. Uh, where like Bly Manor is awesome. Shout outs to Rahul and the little kids are so good. Uh, again, perfectly cast. Like this entire movie, everyone's or show, everyone's so so rad. Yeah, very cool. I want to shout out to, sorry, to no, Nia Miller it. specifically. She plays Mrs. Gross. I just finished episode five, which is like an episode kind of centering around her, and she's so good. The end of she's that episode so too is like, like you just sit yeah. there and you're like, I knew something oh. was up. I knew something was up, but I didn't know what. Yeah. But I won't okay. do that. It's meat love for you, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, though, to tell you about some other stuff we love, which are our sponsors, the first of which is Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high-interest credit card debt, it's time you check out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be uh, to help pay off high interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. You don't need a degree or a diploma to apply, though. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate since it's just a soft pull. It won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part? If you loan, if you're, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds uh, the very next business day. Over four hundred thousand people <laughs> have uh, have used Upstart <laughs> to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Uh, free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way uh, with Upstart. Of course, we, you guys have heard us talk about this. I got an uncle that could have used Upstart a long time ago because he got himself in a lot of credit card debt. Uh, and I think seeing it all in one place would have helped him a lot. Here's how you can take advantage of Upstart. See why Upstart has uh, a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash morning to find out how low your Upstart rate can be checking your rate only takes a few minutes that's upstart.com slash morning uh your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application not all applicants will qualify for the full amount next up we've got hbo max as we all know halloween is going to look a little different this year as we continue to adhere to social distancing guidelines but you can still keep the halloween spirit alive and that's why we partnered with hbo max this halloween season uh this halloween get into the horror genre with movies like the invisible man uh us ready or not it chapter two uh, which you can all find on hbo via hbo max i'll tell you what all great movies it chapter two love it just watched ready or not as well what a fun, creepy, messed up horror movie. Definitely worth watching. It's super cool. Uh, HBO has so many Halloween films now streaming from bone chilling scares to family friendly, or excuse me, family favorite moments. Uh, HBO Max's vast library is here to serve up some jumps, screams, and 
fun. Uh, so if you have the guts to stream this Halloween season, sign up for your seven day free trial on HBO Max by heading to bit.ly slash HBO Max kinda. Again, that's bit.ly slash HBO Max kinda. Now back to the show. Boom. If, if I could take control of this next one, because this is sure. on HBO Max and I actually highly recommend it to everyone. I watched uh, Richard Jewell. If you guys, uh, you guys know this movie, is it in Bells? Oh, yeah, We definitely. tried to go see it when it was doing screeners, I, yeah, and we I never think, made it. I think it was... Oh, yeah, that was one of the movies where I think we were just like, uh, it's the wrong it movie got, was, theater, right? Oh, yeah. I think and we're like, it uh, it's too late, we're here. All right, um, man, it's, uh, it's a movie about a security guard that finds a bomb. It's based on a real-life event. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finds a bomb and um, saves some people. And, man... This movie is phenomenal. Is it it good? is. It's so good because like things go poorly for him. Like I don't know if you 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 know the name or you recognize. Well, no, happening. I mean I, I I saw the preview and it looks yeah. like he's not. Uh, he 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 finds a bomb and he tries to be a hero and they quickly are like, "You did it!" and we need you to confess to it. And he's like, "I'm kind of right. dumb." So yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, but there's yeah. a lot of back and forth. It's not just as easy like um I'm I'm kind of dumb. Like there's there's a mo- there's like moments in it where you're like there is no way the FBI is this fucked up. But I mean it's supposed to be based off a real story. Real story. Yeah. Um, but Jesus, the acting is like this movie came out in 2019, and I can't believe it didn't win like any Oscars for the the actors that it had. Actually, did it win any Oscars? Now that I'm thinking about, I think what's her face was no- nominated. The mom who is uh, Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That would make sense. Uh, yeah, it's on HBO Max. It's compelling the entire time. It leaves you, like, aggressively hating the FBI, uh, which, you know, it's, it happens. The cops suck. The FBI sucks. Everyone sucks. Um, I, think it's one of those, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it, it just looked, I mean, John Hamm plays one of the uh, Yeah, one of the FBI, FBI agents, right? Yeah, yeah that looks... Um, it it just looked so intense that multiple times with uh with D I was like, um, should we watch this? And she's like, no, <laughs> this is just going to be yeah. way too intense of a movie. We need something a little bit more along the lines of like a hocus pocus right now. Um, so I was like, cool, we'll watch Scanners instead. Um, <laughs> just way more insane. But yeah, that's on uh, Richard Jewell's on, on HBO right now, right? Yeah, it's on uh, HBO Max uh, okay. and HBO. <clears throat> and HBO now on Amazon it looks like uh the the main actor the Paul Walter Hauser is he, like he I feel like he's the he's the guy from um I Tonya like the friend that oh, yeah. actually yeah he's like, the guy that's like, we're, like tries to convince the other guy he like knows all this shit but he's dumb <laughs> he doesn't yeah. know shit I kind of feel like he plays the same role in a lot of movies but um there is a he was lot. In, he's in Cobra Kai season two also, which is hilarious. Does he play the same role? Yes, he sure does. Yeah. He plays the role of a guy that works at a Home Depot who desperately wants to take karate with a bunch of kids. Yep. So that just um, put that yes. in perspective. So I he plays a very similar role, but in this one, he there's just a lot of more emotional range going mm-hmm. on, and it's executed so perfectly. So if you got some free time, check this movie out. I definitely, definitely will. Uh, next up, I want to talk about Scanners, which is a movie that I watched um, over on. Uh, maybe I. Sh- 
what do I want to talk about first, actually? Sorry, Kev. Cut. This is going to be one for Cool Right? Cool Right? I'm like, I hate you guys yeah. so much right <laughs> It's now. okay. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, just write a note in there. Uh, cool. I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, I've been actually watching the one thing I want to talk to you guys about because I think you both watched it. Community. Have you guys watched about, like the whole... I love Community. Yeah. I have not. Well, this not just true. came up in conversation this weekend. That I it love is half of Community. It's really good. Um, I just got through season four, which they affectionately refer to as the gas leak season, um, which uh, for Joe, if you're not familiar with it, um, some behind the scenes drama apparently happened with community. So seasons one and two are genius. They're mm-hmm. great uh, and super fun. And you can tell they're like, wow, this show is very self-aware and having a lot of fun turning itself on its side and, and going, you know, just being crazy and, and making all sorts of references and callbacks and stuff, which unfortunately made the show slightly um, hard to jump into during season three. And so at the end of season three, um, the producers, or I guess the the people over at the, the television studio were like, hey, we got to kick Dan Harmon out um, and bring in a new showrunner. And then when you watch season four, I think it's like the tail end of season three and season four, man, these characters become caricatures of themselves so much so that I looked it up and there's actually a term for it that I now forgot, but I'll just say was flanderizing. I think is what it was called or yeah, where basically like the character, the characters have one little personality quirk and then new writers come in and go, that's the funny thing. So let's just keep making them do that thing over and over again. Is that based popular vibes? That's that the term that I found was based off of Ned Flander and the Simpsons, which he started off as, just like a good neighbor that used to pay attention in church. And then by season like 24, he is like Jesus Christ that everything that he does revolves around church. Right. Um, That's exactly what Mm. happens in community, which is crazy. Cause at a certain point you're like, why are these characters so bad now? Like why does Britta who is played by um, Jillian Jacobs, why is she just a complete and total fuck up when in season one and two, she was just kind of like, more of like a she just was like a protester she just like didn't like adhering to social uh norms she was just like no that's stupid and this stupid by season four she's just a complete and total idiot and like um the woman who plays shirley the actress like was totally fine she had like some of her backstory was that she was christian but she was divorced by season four every line out of her mouth is something about god or how you guys are all heathens it's so annoying yeah it's so so bad that it's so bad that in season five they do a hard reset they do a repilot is what they call it. And they refer to season four as they were like, oh, there was a gas leak that whole year. We don't even know what happened. Like some of the things so that we thought we funny. did when we were just talking. So, and it's so much better now. Like the, I just watched one episode of season five. I'm like, this is a totally different show. It feels like the absolutely like the first season. Dude, that's they also crazy. Brought Dan Harmon back. I it's only, crazy. I only watched the first three seasons. And after that, like, I think I like started watching season. When did the episode with the, like they go in the video game. When does that happen? That was season four. So that was actually a good episode. But they was had that a couple the start good, of good season ones. four or was that the end? It was of... the end of season four. That was oh, when so Pierce, that was when Giancarlo Esposito joins. And he, and I don't want to spoil the character for you, but he's just so good. And the whole episode, Joey, they do this fun thing where like they'll just go, hey, what if every this whole episode happened in pretty much a video game? Like a 2D hmm. side-scrolling platformer. And they go, cool. And then it works. It just so works. Um, they do another one where it's claymation, which is freaky. And then they just did one in season four, at the end of season four, that was like all puppets, which I skipped. Because puppets, it just didn't work for me. You don't Freaking like puppets. Oh, Elise would be so sad. No, this one just you. didn't work. I just uh, think by the by the end of season four, I was like, I'm really ready for these characters to stop being one dimensional. And then season five starts, and I'm like, oh wow, this is weird. That's basically like they're basically talking shit about the la- this last season, similar to how we did this last week on the prior week's kind of funny podcast. <laughs> um, I uh, I think I stopped watching 
at the end of season four, but like you bringing this up and actually telling me the like how they fix that. Start with season five; it's great. Makes I mean, me want to, yeah. Makes me want to. It's not maybe great keep because going. this is slowly where a lot of the characters start. You're starting to see right. some of the characters as they became bigger. Like spoilers, they're going to start leaving the show, um, and that's sad. And then it's kind of from what I've read, the, the season five is sort of like where everything just starts starts to come to an end, which is fine. It's a natural. You know, the show did like six seasons, so and um, a movie. Five seasons, maybe. So it did. The hashtag hashtag it did six do seasons six seasons in a movie. Yeah, it did do six seasons. It was an it ongoing joke that they would always uh, make. Well, that was for that was yeah. because of Cougar Town. <laughs> was it so good? Yeah, it is six seasons. Yeah, Cougar Town. Remember, he was like a bed was always like six seasons in a movie, and then Cougar Town got canceled after two seasons, and it like broke him. He just he couldn't exist. Joey, you love this show. It's great. Tim's it watched it. Gia's watched it. You'll never see it, but. Trust me, it's very, very good, and I highly recommend it. That that level of humor, if you're into Rick and Morty, same creator. It's, I imagine Rick and Morty is very similar to this as far as like the yeah, reference is concerned. It, it's probably a little crazy, like yeah, but it's 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 significantly crazier. But it does have some of the comedic beats. Beautiful. Uh, who are we back to? Joe, we're back to you. Give us your give us your final pick for things. My you final pick, also something you can watch on HBO Max. Uh, Lovecraft Country. Ooh. With, it's really good. It's another kind of anthology-ish series, though it's different, though, because every episode has a lot of through lines, but is kind of its own, like, little bit standalone episode. I'm only on episode five, so I know that I think it wrapped up this past Sunday. Um, <clears throat> but it's really freaking good. I feel like I got prepped really well from it from when we watched Color Out of Space, because it's oh, all... Oh, that was yeah. my first kind of, like, Lovecraftian experience um but it's really good so it has um journey smollett bell is that her last name does she mm-hmm. still do that mm, maybe I don't know. she dropped the la- her second last name um jonathan majors who's the main character in last black man in san francisco um if any of you guys saw that and then he's, it has courtney b vance he's the it's, supporting character the su- like the supporting, oh, supporting character. Character. yeah yeah um but it's really, really good. If you like, it's spooky. It's not overly scary, but they're, I I, I love it. It's so good. Um, so I, I highly, highly Vance. recommend. I'm yeah, it's Courtney fun. Vance he, from Law and Order fan. Yeah, I feel like he He's hasn't awesome really been him. around in a while. He did a, lot, um, he did a lot of stuff, man. He was on Law and Order for a while. He was so but, good on that. He had cool suits that he was wearing. Um, it's really good. If you like spooky, weird it's different than haunting of Bly Manor. Just it's a period piece. It takes place in like the fifties, sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of like really interesting, like social and racial uh, commentary that happens in it too. Um, but the characters are really cool. The storyline's really cool. I like. They kind of do like a lot of different types of like tropey kind of horror things. Now let me ask. Is it uh-huh. based? It's Lovecraft Country. Is it based on H.P. Lovecraft stories? Yes. Okay. So, so is every episode one of those stories, or, or something to do with those? Kind you of. said it's the anthology, right? Yeah. Kind of, but kind of not. It. So I saw the first three episodes, and okay. what episode one and two are connected, where they're like one story, right? And then when you get to episode three, it's a different story, but it's the same girl that's in the first 
episode. It's all the same characters and same storylines. They just yeah. focus on different sections, like different characters, and then those have like really different feelings. Got like it. there's okay. one like ghost centered episode, and there's one like um more like shape shiftery centered episode and stuff like, like that. So cult. it's all the same. Yeah. So there's they have like a lot of really cool through lines that connect all of them, but you kind of it's almost a little bit like not monster of the week, but a little bit because yeah, that makes sense. That's what it sounds like. Same characters, yeah. but they're kind of taking on different aspects of HP Lovecraft stories. That's cool. Yeah. That sounds it's real cool. It looks really awesome. fun. Yeah. Every yeah, time I'm it pops really... on, I'm like, that looks scary. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> it's not it's scary. It's not that scary. It's definitely tense, but I don't know I, that it's that scary. Because it sounds like fringe a little bit, where it's like like an X Filesy sort of thing, but set in the fifties. And that makes I, me I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's pretty accurate. I, I I think that the effects for it being an HBO show and like I think that they they spent a decent amount of money because they like the first two episodes they have these weird monsters and they look pretty good good there's also a transformation scene where you see someone turn into a monster and it's like oh my god cool. yeah it's it's pretty rad yeah. I really really dug those first two episodes the third episode just didn't grab me as hard but like that's maybe because it's a ghost story more than anything. Yeah, Kevin. I really liked that one. I thought oh. it was fun. We'll give it a shot, everyone. Let us know in the comments below what you thought about that. Kevin, what's your final pick for things that you have been watching this week? I watched a movie called Flower. Oh, was, shit. Yeah. I hadn't seen it before, and it was just not Zoe. Not, uh, what the hell? What's yeah, her name? Zoe, uh, Zoe. No. Not De Chanel. Um, Deutsch? Uh, Deutsch. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I like Zoe Deutsch. And it was so good. This movie was really? phenomenal, man. Let me see where it's just the one where they're like they kind of accuse a teacher of something yeah, and try to blackmail him or something like that. Yeah. So she like um, her mom. <laughs> it's really it's weird. She's a young lady <laughs> that really likes catching predators and blackmailing them to get money from them so that wow. she can get her dad out of jail. Um, okay. so yeah, it's on Hulu. That's where we watched it. And, um, her mom has a boyfriend and I think that they're moving in together or something, but like the boyfriend's son comes to like live with them or he like gets out of rehab or something. And she develops a friendship over time with him and he right, so accuses he someone of like molesting him. Yeah interesting and, and uh basically she wants to try to help him get revenge and that's and adam scott or no adam, adam scott, scott is the book. person being accused yeah okay and uh it is this movie's wild i it has there's an aspect at the end where it's like Ugh, i wish you hadn't gone this way with this part but other than that it is it's fantastic zoe deutsch is phenomenal adam scott plays this character like so perfectly where it's it it's weird how like a lot of his roles seem very one-dimensional where he's like that one like you know the the annoying preppy guy but you give him a, a little bit of time to develop and you get more out of it it's really mm-hmm. good yeah and he does I like it, Adam Scott. yeah that role works so well with the way he plays it um, also seeing that Catherine Hahn is in the cast oh, I love Catherine me, but it looks really like it's not a comedy long. though Catherine Hahn it in is, the non-comedy though. could work. But, yeah. I know I know she did that show she had for a while that people seem to like. But man, Mrs. Catherine Fletcher. Hahn in The Goods might be the best thing she's ever done. 
and it's not a good movie, but man, it makes me it makes me giggle. It makes me giggle when her and Rob Riggle, they got some great scenes. Uh, the last movie I wanted to talk about was one that I actually watched on HBO Max as well. It's called Scanners. Have you guys ever heard of this movie or seen this Scanners. movie? I feel like I've seen no. the, the VHS cover. Yes. I mean, it's a it's a classic um, sci-fi from the 80s that I, I should have seen a long time ago, but I never watched. It's David Cronenberg. Uh, he directed it and wrote it. And it just randomly popped up. I think it's in their Halloween collection for HBO Max. I like how this whole episode is basically just an ad read for HBO Max. But um, seriously, like I was, I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. Cued it up, started watching it. And normally with movies that are old like this, because this movie was made in 81, I'm like, ah, there's a 90% chance this is not going to speak to me. This one grabbed me right off the bat. And I'm like, what a cool concept. What a beautifully directed, straightforward, messed up, twisted sci-fi movie about people. Kevin, the the, the whole concept on, of me, it is let that. Let me pull up the, the poster that I was talking about, the, or the VHS yeah. cover. It's like, yep. That's it. That's exactly what I like yes. thought it was. So there's like this one and like cl- these classic covers like this one, are like Videodrome, right? Mm-hmm. Like those are the those are the ones that I watch. I was like, those look scary. I never want to see these as a kid, uh, even though I was mainlining Robocop and Predator back in the day. But this movie is about a group of people um, who, for some reason, have telepathic abilities. And there are they're being sort of discovered. And it's kind of not not really well known, but it is known. And people aren't there. There's an underground group of them that are fighting each other uh, for just various different reasons. And one of the guys who is the main character gets brought in by this government agency because he's basically been a derelict for his whole life because he hasn't been able to tune out the voices and they help him figure that out and they train him so he can go up against the bad scanners and it's in the bad scanners played by Michael Ironside who is awesome Ooh. and everything and it's uh it's it's really cool and really messed up and kind of gory and super 80s like gory effects and if you're in for a fun crazy sci-fi kind of john carpenter-esque movie i hate to say that because i know people are gonna be like david cronenberg's not john carpenter but if you if you if you're yearning for that experience and you've never seen scanners check it out it's pretty pretty cool that that sounds really interesting i sometimes uh what, what's his name Cronen, cronenberg yeah he goes well, cronenberg too far. Goes far he goes real real far where it's yeah, the other movie I remember him uh, that I did watch when I was a kid that traumatized me was The Fly, starring Jeff oh, yeah. Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other one that okay. I watched, and I was like, I never need to see another date of a crime. It's a great movie. It's really fucked up, but it's so gross and weird and grotesque and trippy. Worth it. I mean, obviously, come on, Joey, let me just pitch you on a, a movie here. Seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? It's Gina Davis, it's Jeff Goldblum, and they make out. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Did you guys, see that? Did you guys see that he recreated the Jurassic Park picture? We did. sure did. We did. He wanted people to go vote, and the best way to do that is with a sizzle chest. That's why I'm going to take my shirt off at the end of the show, Please ladies don't. and gentlemen. But not before <laughs> talking to you. Of course, if you guys want to write in on this show, you can go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Back us at the $5 tier, and that will get your words in my mouth right now. Why Just like – South Bay Adams said, I've only been watching screencasts for a couple of months, but I'm not sure if you take uh, show recommendations or only movie recommendations, but I'd like to recommend Utopia on Amazon. Rain Wilson and John Cusack uh, play secondary roles to the younger cast. It was interesting, and this fun twist on comic book series was entertaining and definitely leaves room for subsequent seasons. I've never even heard of this. Dude, before. I really want to watch it. It's uh, The trailer kind of makes it seem like the, there's some comic book that if you read does something in your mind and people have to come and kill you. Oh, I don't want to read that. And it, oh, it looks, looks cool. wild. Yeah. Oh, John Cusack's in it. I like it. Well, 
You had me at John Cusack. Maybe I'll give this one a shot after I'm done with uh, Community. Uh, and lastly, let's see. who Will L. reached out and said, hey, uh, oh, man, I copied over. Oh, with the boys finished, I'm wondering if you guys will return to the Nick list. If so, Aya Cash was just in a film called Scare Me. Her charm comes through well, but it is very much a uh, mumblecore horror film and slow, not for the faint of heart. Uh, it's perfect. Fine, in, in, in his opinion, he recommends it. The only other, excuse me, the movie is also only on Shutter streaming services, but there is a free seven-day trial period for people wanting scary movies this month. Alternatively, uh, the movie It Comes at Night is on Netflix, and it's a horror film from A24. Reminds me a lot of the environment of The Last of Us. It's very much an A24 film, so uh, love it or hate it. I usually love A24 films. They usually don't go wrong with me. I don't they know, have they, like a ninety percent chance for me. That that like that ten percent chance though is like squarely. Uh, it comes at night. Which yeah, did people didn't like that. Did you like yeah. it? People did not like that. I never watched it. Oh, I did not. Like that you it. didn't like it. So no, I did not like it. But a lot what of people said it was just Mumblecore? like you thought it was going to be one. Th- Mumblecore is a is a style popularized by a group of directors where it's largely improved, and they're just talking a lot, and the camera kind of roams. Um, Drinking Buddies is an example of Mumblecore, which was Jake Jill, uh, Jake Johnson and Olivia Wilde, and it's basically like I think the Duffer Brothers, or not Duffer Brothers, excuse me, the Duplass Brothers. I think would be a Mumblecore style as well, if I'm not Duplass. mistaken. Hmm. Yeah, it's no? just a genre of film of filmmaking that's kind of came and went. I think Do you like it? Yeah, oh, I like those two that I just I, I like uh, most Drinking Duplass stuff, and I think I could be wrong about the Duplass Brothers, but I know that. Um, Joe Swanbeck, I think, is the guy that directed uh, Drinking Buddies, and I really liked that movie. Mm. Really cool. It, it kind of just feels like the scenes have, like, the, the scripts have a rough outline for where they need to get to emotionally yeah. and, like, plot-wise in the scenes, and they just can kind of do their thing and talk, and the camera just kind of goes back and forth between people. And it's it's not a, a bold choice. Very indie. Um, but it's cool, and they've made some good movies. <clears> and <throat> we've made some good content here, Joey and Kevin. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the show. Uh, remember, everyone if i said something incorrect or if i said something you're just like at that you're like he knocked it out of the freaking park leave a comment in the comments below on this youtube video let us know what you thought uh also make sure you thumbs up this bad boy and if you haven't subscribed to us and you made it this far take the leap buy the ticket take the ride as hunter s thompson once said because we make all sorts of cool stuff we're doing batman in review we got conjuring in review still going the spoilers we might do more in reviews uh, after both of those things too spoilers for the spoilers we're definitely going to do that so keep hanging out with us uh here on youtube.com slash kind of funny and until then i'll see you online but not if you see me first i think if they see you first you'll you'll still see them i'll feel you okay i'm gonna cut